confrontational. I want peace, just not at the cost of my silence. Speak up. I keep hearing people say I'm supposed to die. They can't destroy what they ain't built in the first place. So I'm I went from a truth seeker to truth speaker, truth through the roof, your Bluetooth to your coop speaker. Run up in here, I cut an ear, I'm true Peter. I bucket fear, I chuck a spear like Blue Peter. They love it here, I hate it here. They murder babies and pervert the children and make it here. It's getting crazy, everybody claiming they gangsta here. And everybody feel it, but nobody is saying here. This car all the money, so I say what I want, dog. Yeah. My favorite rapper don't need to afraid to be broke. Dog. You lose your career pissing in folk uh-huh. But you can call black women hoes and kill all the black men that you want to. And I don't care if you hate that, I can take that. Can take stop that. claiming you real, knowing you hate that. The sad thing is how fast you can diss a black queen and turn around and walk on eggshells for a drag queen. Wow. What's up, man? It's your boy Daydrin. This is the Unfiltered. I'm um, sorry. This is a different perspective podcast. Riding solo dolo today as usual, but you know, I'm gonna make it happen because it's what I do. It's what I do. Um, and happy Black History Month. Um, a lot to discuss on today. Um, I'm gonna try to be quick because, you know, family will be home soon, so I gotta do this as quick as possible. I'm kidding. Um, no, but they will be home soon. My oldest daughter will be home soon. So, um, a lot to talk about today. You know, we're, Couple of days away for the Super Bowl, and I'm excited. Um, I'll let y'all know who my pick is and why I'm picking them, and so on and so forth. Uh, some news to talk about. Talk about what happened Sunday at church. Um, powerful message from my brother, and you know, just going just going to talk about some things to give people different perspectives to think about. Uh, first things first. Again, this Black History Month. It's so much to talk about as it pertains to black history. Um, just want to let y'all know we are black history and it's not just, we're not limited to one month. Um, we black history, um, three sixty five and a quarter. You know, if you do the math, we have a leap year every four years. So you break it up. It's a quarter anyway. Um, yeah, we celebrate black history all year long. I let my son and daughters know like, Hey, y'all are Kings and Queens in this earth. You know, not right now. Cause you can't be the King and Queen of my house, but, as you get older, you speak that into them, they will be, they will become kings and queens. All right. First thing first, let's talk about Sunday service. So Sunday service um, was about firemen. Um, if you check it out on the Redefined TV on YouTube, check out the message. Um, it was very powerful. Um, my boy, my brother Jerry and my other brother Will flew in from Ohio to drop this message. And it was very powerful. Um what was so amazing about it was when all the men got on stage or a good portion of them who had on black suits, white shirt, black tie, um, to hear the women crying out for our men was, blew me away. Um, there's one thing, you know, women crying because they don't get their way or something happened to them or whatever is one thing. But to hear them crying out for men who want to see them in that rightful position is powerful beyond measure. Like you can't separate that. Um, I, I almost broke down, but I didn't. I kept strong because, you know, thugs don't cry. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like we, I mean, it was, it was a sight to see. And just me being in the back, um, you know, all the men were standing in unison. We gave the men's confession that we have at our church. 
And I'm like, you you can't make it up. Like you can't make up what God is doing in our church. Um, but I am so excited. I'm grateful that I'm at a church where I'm getting the word, even when it's convicting for me. Um, but and then we have a men's conference coming up as well next month. I'm excited about that. I already have my ticket. Cause last year that was not a dry eye in the, in the um in the in the building. Like every man was crying. If a man said he wasn't crying, he lying. You know, like I tears are just falling down my eyes because as men we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and just to have that release of not having to do it on our own, that we do have help from other brothers, from our spouses, or you know our associates, but it's business or work associates, like wherever we. We don't have to carry the weight of that sh- uh, on our shoulder. Um, but it was incredible. Um, and since we're in Black History Month, I'm going to just go out and say it. I haven't done this before, but I'm going to just give credit to Lewis Latimer for the light bulb and the telephone. Here's why. Because before Thomas Edison and, and um, Alexander Graham Bell made the telephone or became to what it is today, um, Lewis Latimer created a filament for the light bulb for so it can last longer, but only Thomas Edison gets credit for the light. And it's the same thing as it pertains to the, to the phone. Like Louis Latimer, you know, made it work when Alexander Graham Bell couldn't, but he gets the credit. I, I don't know, understand it, um, but shout out to Louis Latimer and his family. Um, but I'm giving him credit for the light bulb and telephone. Changed my mind. Um, in Florida, Florida's passing a bill that teenagers cannot have social media before the age of 16. Um, I think it's a good bill that they're passing, but children now they live in a tech savvy world where they'll figure it out. They'll lie on their social media platform and say that they're 16 or they're 17 or whatever old they are. They do, they've done it in the past. Oh, I'm 24, but you're still in elementary school or you're still in middle school or you just got to high school. There's a loophole that they're going to find a way around it. Um, I, uh, to be honest, I don't think teenagers should have social media until they graduate high school because there are adults who are not mature in their ways with social media. You know, they express all of their emotions and things like that. And it's not good. So if an adult who 30, 40, 50 years old is not mature and what they post on social media or what they do on social media. Well, I mean, what makes you think that a teenager is mature? Um, no lie, a friend of well, I'm not saying she's a friend, but a classmate of mine on um, social media tossing back alcohol. But then saying she loved God. Uh, thank God for this and thank God for that. You can't love God and then love the culture too. I want to be a part of it anyway. Um, did you have an did I have an allowance growing up? And do I give my children an allowance? Um, growing up, I didn't have an allowance. Um, that's just what it is. I'm not mad about it or anything like that. You know, not even upset. It is what it is. Um, I can honestly say that my mother didn't do all that she could do for us. Um, that's just the facts. Um it is what it is. Um, family may say different that she did all she could, but in my eyes growing up, she did. And none of them had to live with her like I did, or even my brothers. 
that got out when they when they had the opportunity. So so did I. Um but my children, they don't get an allowance per se. But you know, they got a roof over their head, they got lights on. Um the only one who could really get an allowance right now is Julina. But she has not done anything to earn it, earn an allowance, if that makes sense. Give an example. We told her a couple of years ago that if she, you know, did her chores, her daily chores that she's supposed to do outside of cleaning the kitchen, we would give her $20 a week. This was three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. We give her $20 a week. Now, if you do the math, that's close, let's say, what, $20? She could have made a lot of money in them three years and could have saved up to whatever to get what she wanted to get. Probably could have had more stuff, but she chose not to. We've had to tell her to do the stuff that she's supposed to do, like basic stuff, like clean the poop up after your dog, after he finishes. Like, you know, when you let him in, go outside and do that. Or we have to tell you to clean the kitchen. Or we have to tell you to vacuum. We have to tell you to do this. We have to tell you to do that. Like, you want to earn money. And now she's wanting to get a job, which is cool. Great. Great to have a job. But if the if the manager or boss, whoever it is, tells you to do something, you'd be like, I'm not going to do it or I don't want to do it right now. Guess what? You're not going to have a job. That's just how it goes. Like, I remember um, it was one night that she went, um, she was on her cycle or whatever. And she was like, my head is hurting or whatever. Can I do the kitchen tomorrow? So I gave her a real life scenario. I said, so what if you was working at a restaurant or wherever and you told your boss that you couldn't work or you couldn't come to work in the day because you have a headache? Probably not going to have a job, which means you're probably not going to get paid. So here we are. Like, I don't get it. Um, so they don't get an allowance. Um, maybe when Robin gets a little older or even Junior, when he gets a little older, that he'll probably get, they'll probably get an allowance. But as of right now, we don't give an allowance, but they have a roof over their head. They have clothes on their back, shoes on their feet, food in the house, lights on, Wi-Fi. They got TVs in their room. Like they have all this stuff. Why am I giving you an allowance? Like, and for me, I'll even go a step further. Like if you want to earn something, like earn it. Cause then you'll be more appreciative of it. I've, we've told Jelena, like, if there's something that she wants, like if she works for at least half of it, we'll we'll, we'll pay the other half because at least there's still some, you know, appreciation of what you earn. But, you know, these Gen Z children, something else. Um, moving on, because I can stay there all day. Are there any parents out there in the house? I'll let your boy. Um, I need advice. I'm not good at this. I promise I'm not. Um, the Grammys. Killer Mike gets arrested after winning three Grammys. Um, I saw that, like, first up, I'm a, I, I don't watch any award shows. I think the closest thing I watch to an award show is the ESPYs, and I barely watch that because of, I got to say this too, like, how is it that a man can win Woman of the Year and a man can get a Courage Award for dressing like a woman? By the way, still holding on to your Johnson. Like, make it make sense. I mean, like, for real, like, make it make sense. Like, how is it that out of all the women in the world, a man gets woman of the year? So you mean to tell me? And 
me and my wife, we, we even had this conversation. So you mean to tell me my wife is not good enough to be woman of the year? We named some of the sisters and our pastor from the, uh, our church who are women. We named celebrities like Beyonce, Oprah, like all these women. They can be woman of the year, but you give it to a man for a publicity stunt. Stop it. So I've kind of veered away from watching like all award shows. I didn't watch the NFL Honors Award show last night. You know, I'm just giving you an example that I don't care for award shows because the awards are only given to the ones who they think deserve it. In sports, it's a little different. But um, not that I'm biased to LeBron, but that dude should win MVP every year. Like, he should win MVP every year because of what he has to do for his team. And when he's not there, like, just look at the Cleveland Cavs. When he left to go to Miami, Cleveland did not make the playoffs. Matter of fact, they were a lottery pick those four years that he was gone. It is what it is, right? They were a lottery pick. Then when he came back, they go to the four straight finals. They win one, right? But then he leaves, and they kind of falter. Now they're starting to re Get back, but you think about it. Even before and after LeBron, the Cleveland Cavs have been a mediocre franchise. It is what it is. You know, mediocre. Like, oh, they play good during the season, and they may get, they may win a first round or a second round. But I mean, no, they're not winning the second round. They may get to a first round of the playoffs, win that series, and then that's it. I don't think they've ever gone to a conference finals either pre or post LeBron that I can remember. Um, so it is what it is. Also, Jay-Z dropped a nugget. Um, he was talking about how, you know, he, he, he didn't mention Beyonce, but Beyonce has Grammys or whatever. I don't know how many she has, but I believe it's 20 plus, but she's never won album of the year. Like, um, the year that Jay-Z won album of the year, DMX dropped two albums in that same year and they both were hot. Just going to call it what it is, but he didn't win album of the year. And I think he was getting more at like enough with the Grammys. Like, like we give these awards to people just to, you know, who give them to them for whatever the case may be. But I think it's utterly foolish. And then even Jay-Z even just said, it was like, you know, when I get nervous, I start telling the truth. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I mean, tell the truth when you're not nervous. This is what it is. It gives that perception of, so you lie when you're not nervous? Like, I don't get it. Um, but he he said a few things that, that, made, that made sense, though. Like, we need to diversify and stop giving these awards to people just because they are a few shades lighter than me, I'll just say, just to keep it politically correct, although I can't be canceled. Um, so... I don't know. Like I said, I'm probably not going to watch the upcoming awards that come up. It is what it is because the awards are given to those who they think deserve it. Like even even the coach of the year um, went to Greg Stefanski. I don't know how he won it. I think it either should have went to D'Amico Ryans or it should have went to um, um, Dan Campbell. Like those are the two options. Those were the only two options. Um. Comeback player of the year, should have went to DeMar Hamlin, but it went to Joe Flacco. Don't know why. Um, Joe Flacco would just sit on his couch and he came back and played. DeMar Hamlin had a, a, 
near-death experience and came back to play. But, you know, because he doesn't look the part of what Blacks are supposed to look like, it is what it is. Um, so a young man was in the airport rapping utter nonsense, and I'm trying to figure out why. Like, I heard it, and so let me just give a backstory. So I have recently started listening to Candace Owens. I didn't approve of her at first because I figured she was doing things for clickbait, which is fine. You know, you do what you do, whatever helps you sleep at night. Um, but I just wasn't impressed with some of the things that she was saying, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, can't really complain about it. So what with recent... I guess, videos that have been surfacing about her. She's making a lot of sense. If y'all can hear anything in the background, those are my dogs outside. Well, not my dogs, but there are D-dogs that are outside. Um, they're making nonsense. So that was a black guy who, were, who was out and he was in the airport waiting on this flight and just rapping about foolishness. Like, I believe in my 40 years of living, I've heard enough Songs about women being disrespect being disrespected. I've heard enough songs about having money, having cars, clothes, houses, jewelry. I've heard enough of that. Let's talk about something that's going to be more beneficial, that's going to help people. And then you want to say you want to give to your community. That doesn't make absolutely no sense to me. Right. And he's standing on the chairs and these people are in the airport, just trying to turn away. Like, I can't believe that this guy, this young man is uttering this, like foolishness. Like, I can't repeat anything he said because I don't curse. So I'm not going to curse, right? I'm not going to justify with what he said. Like, I didn't agree with not one word he said. From the time he opened his mouth to the time he closed, I didn't agree with him at all. So listen, if you want to rap career, become a Christian rapper. Talk about, you know, how God has changed your life, how God has evolved your life to be a better person, not only for yourself, but to help others who may be going through the same thing. That's what you can rap about. Go listen to Derek Minor. Go listen to D1. Go listen to Bizzle. Go listen to Lecrae. Go listen to KB. Go listen to Andy Minio. Go listen to Trip Lee. Like, listen to guys. Did I say Derek Minor? Yeah, listen to Derek Minor. Like, go listen to some guys who have some uh, fluidity to who they are and the life insurance they build. In fact, go listen to Noble Official. That dude go hard. Um, having to listen to him on a whim. And I was like, this dude dropping bars and talking about God at the same time, talking about his love for God, how his struggles. And that's, you know, we all had struggles, right? If I knew how to rap or whatever, I rap about my, how, about my life, how I grew up with um, a mother who was on drugs, one brother who wants to belong to the streets, other brother is homosexual. And for me, um, <laughs> I was just there trying to be different because I didn't want to do what they were doing. They want to be on drugs. They want to belong to the street. Definitely want to be a homosexual because I love women. Obviously, I do. I have a wife. And, well, my body count is probably, well, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not who I used to be. Can I get an amen? All right. So I was convicted this past week by God, you know, not even going to front. So my wife believes that I have road rage. 
It's not true. I don't have road rage. I don't do well with stupidity, meaning if I don't have a stop sign and you have a stop sign, but you choose not to stop and you almost hit me, my immediate reaction is to, are you crazy? Are you stupid? Are you an idiot? Like all of these things come out, right? And I think it was, maybe been Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe been Tuesday or Wednesday this week. And um, probably, I think it was Tuesday. Just to, Yeah, so it was Tuesday. And, you know, I'm just sitting, you know, she made the comment that, you know, I forgot you have road rage. I don't have road rage. I don't do well with stupidity. That's just what it is. Like, you have a stop sign. Why would you not stop? You know, because if you hit me, you're not only just hitting me, hitting my wife and my daughter that's in the car. Like, all these things could have happened because you just decided that, oh, I can beat this car. And really, what are you in a rush for? Um, but listening to the Get Up show, um, Erica Campbell and Griff, and, you know, I was convicted about what love is. You know, how, you know, she went to the Grammy. Not yeah, she was at the Grammys. And she, you know, talked about how, you know, obviously there'd be a representation of God. And all that I say and all that and all that I do, no matter where I'm at, I can't, you know, just be like what everyone else is doing. Like I'm a representation of the king. And it it really it hit me. At, and when she finished giving her love talk, I was like, thank you, God, for for popping me in my mouth, or popping me on my hand, whatever you want to call it. Um, that really resonated with me because I have to. In spite of what others may do or others may say, I still uh, I have to be a representation of Christ. Give you another example. I've been telling my son, Junior, that he's a king. And I've also been telling him that how his behavior reflects his character. Now, telling him that I need to be telling myself that. Right. You be telling myself that because my behavior was not reflecting who, or was not reflecting my character. It was not I was not representing God. I was not representing my family. I was not representing who I associate with in that moment in the car. So, yeah, I got to do better. Right. But I mean, and I'm talking about me. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody else. I'm only talking about me. So no one feels, you know, um, insecure about themselves. Like even as a Christian man, I make mistakes. Right. I, I fall short. The, the thing is not to keep repeating the same test that you have the answers to. And keep failing it. That's a message for somebody. Um, so speak as we, you know, as I'm mentioning the Bible and things like that. Um, there is a Gen Z Bible out um, that relates to Gen Z, and I heard it yesterday for the first time. There was a pastor. Um, I forgot where he was, and he made mention of it. And I was just like, wow. Uh trying to process it. Now, I did understand the words that was being used, but I was just like, why, 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 why are we doing this? Like, like I've, I've already graduated from the King James version because I, I, I read the new, uh, new King James, the New Living Translation, the Christian Standard, um, the passion, the message, like I read these different versions because I want to get a different, I always want to get a different perspective, a different, uh, mindset of the person that's 
that's translating it for it to be a better understanding for people who may not understand the the and thou and though and and you know this and that the theeth go over it to thereeth type of thing. So I try to, you know, make it what it is. Um, and so listening to it, I'm like my head was hurting. Like I needed to pause and take a break for myself because my head was hurting from listening to all of that. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not mad about it, you know. Um, but that's definitely a, a version of the Bible I will not read. Let me stick to my New Living Translation, my New King James Version, my New International Version. Um, you know, these other ones, but that, that Gen Z, mm -mm. not going to do it. Nope. Not going to do it. Um, but as we go into this weekend, I ask that everybody be careful. Um, there's a lot of parties going on. Um, I can't invite anybody to the church. I've, you know, talked to a couple of brothers that, that the men are getting together at our church for the Super Bowl, just to mainly, it's always mainly to fellowship, hang out with the brothers and things like that. But it's more of a, you know, hey, you can hang out with the fellas, watch a game, enjoy the game. You're not, you know, most of the guys that's going to be here, their team is not in the Super Bowl. Unless you're a 49ers or a Chiefs fan, then boo-boo. <laughs> All right. Because um, Cowboys not in, so, but, I like to fellowship with the fellas. Anytime I can get around men, godly men, um, it it helps my soul. It helps my spirit. It helps me, you know, be able to reflect on like, hey, I'm around brothers who, you know, that I'm not gonna say. Well, I'll say that. Had I stayed in the military, I wouldn't wouldn't have. I wouldn't be seen hanging around these guys because of the lifestyle I was living outside before, you know, Jesus came into my life, like. Like for real came into my life, not for play, like for real, for real. Um, so I would just say be careful and be mindful of your surroundings. Um, that's that. Also, um had another conversation. Like I like having conversations in, in, in the household of our family when we talk about things that may be beneficial. Um, we're talking about David and Bathsheba how um, my brother-in-law thinks that Bathsheba went seeking him. And I was like, mm, David pursued her. When he, when David, David should have been out fighting in the battle with his, uh, his soldiers and mighty men, but he was at home in the cool of the day, walking out and saw Bathsheba looking like 36, 24, 36. And talking about, Hey, hey I got to holler. So, but, <laughs> but, you know, he thinks, no, it's whatever. But I know what the Bible says, know what it says, um, know what it reads. And I firmly believe that David pursued Bathsheba because he went and asked for her to come to his palace. And I'm going to leave it at that. Excuse me. Um, so, but, you know, I would say during this past week, I was learning to be grateful for what I have. So I would say to anybody who get a chance to listen or watch this video, be grateful for what you have and not worry about what others may have because it could be worse. It could be you left out, not being able to have things that you need or that you want and desire. Um, and I'll go from there. Uh, a little quick relationship advice. Um, I just, and I'm going to just go with what I just saw today. Um, there's a woman who says she's not dating anybody right now because guys lie. That's not the word she used. 
but she's like, guys lie. Guys lie all the time. Just tell me the truth. She can accept it. That's not always true with some women. Some women. Some women. Not all. Some women. Um, It's not always true. Some of them cannot accept truth. Because when it's given, in most cases, most women have a rebuttal to, well, you're not doing this, so this is why I'm not doing that. That's a piss poor excuse. Um, but if you say you can accept truth and when we give it and then you don't like it, it's a problem. Like, I, you know, I still see videos of Kevin Samuels posted about women asking them questions and, um, you know, things like that. Like this one young lady was like, you know, she's like five to 160. She got two kids and she want a man to take care of her. Um, that's fine and dandy, but where the your children's father? How come they can't take care of you? Or you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, well, there's one or two of them because I think she only had two children, so I don't know if it's about the same guy or not. But the from from what the perception was is that she's a mother of two, and she wants a man, a high maintenance man at that, to provide you know all this other stuff. That's cool. But if what you're expecting for that man to do or male, whatever you want to preface it as, you know, why not expect it out of yourself? Why not ask the, the father or fathers of your children to take care of you? They're the ones who got you pregnant. Obviously, they've seen something in you for them to sleep with you and make a child. Like, let's talk about that. Um. Before you just decide you want to accept that. But when guys say that to women, they get offended. And I'm like, why are you offended? Because for me, like I said, God forbid, God calls my wife home. And I've said this before that I have to date again. Like, I'm not going to think that I'm high maintenance or I'm not going to go seek a high maintenance woman or not high maintenance woman, but a woman who has all her stuff together when I don't have it, have it all together either especially because I'm going I'm to be a father with three children trying to figure life out, trying to do things that I'm supposed to do to provide for them. My focus is not even going to be on a relationship because my children are going to come first. They're always going to come first. And so um, at our church, uh, I told them, say, look, I'm, we're not, I'm not having no more children. So if, even if I do decide to date anybody else, just understand that I don't want no more children. I'm, I'm done at three. Now, if you, now if she has children, from a previous relationship, cool, we can blend it. Don't have a problem with that. But to create more children, no. Not happening. Not even thinking about it. The answer is no. And I'm not going to change my mind. Period. That's just me. So I will say this, though, for, for women and men, if you have this expectation that what you're looking for um, out of a man or a woman, look for it out of yourself. And I think I said that last week too. Um, just whatever you require of the opposite sex, require it for yourself. And those I said opposite sex because I don't live my life to entertain same sex, transgender sex, whatever you want to call it. That's that. All right, let's move on to football. Super Bowl Sunday's coming. Chiefs 49ers, who I got? Mm, I'm gonna get to that last. Um, what do the Chiefs have to do to win? Um, 
Let Patrick be Patrick, throw the ball to Travis Kelsey, and everybody else get out the way. Defense is going to be um, okay. Um, what do the Niners need to do to win? Um, just do what they've always done. Run the ball, create um, mismatches with Tra- not Travis Kelsey, um, Christian McCaffrey, and um, Debo Samuel. I believe he is playing. So just create mismatches. That's that's how you got to where you are. I'm not one of them people who, who claims to say that Brock Purdy is a game manager, things like that, or because he has the team around him. Like, I mean, you, you, first off, you play the team that you're supposed to play. You play the team that's in front of you. You play the schedule that's in front of you. You don't worry about, oh, this person is good enough or not, or if he can do this and do that. Um, people who come out of college, quarterbacks, I'll say who come out of college or wide receivers or whatever player come out of college and expect them to get it right the first time. That's not how the NFL works because everybody's an All-American. Obviously, they're in the league for a reason, so everybody's an All-American. Um, but people put this narrative on Brock Purdy that he's supposed to be this and supposed to be that. Um, I will say people who are bashing Cam Newton for giving hit, for giving because he played the position, like – and you've never played the position, or you don't, you didn't play the position when you played in the league. Stop it. Brock Purdy is going to be Brock Purdy. Let him do it the way he does it. Just like Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is going to be Lamar Jackson. Um, Dak going to be Dak, but Dak need to get out of out of, out of Dallas. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, the Niners need to create mismatches, and for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes needs to just throw the ball at Kelsey and everybody else get out the way. Because Travis Kelsey is a mismatch. He's a mismatch nightmare. Um, my predictions is Chiefs 35, 49ers 30. That's what I got. That's what I'm going with. Um, and I've said this too. Although I'm joking, but I'm still serious about when I say this. I don't want the 49ers to have more rings than the Super Bowl uh, than the Cowboys. Period. That's my only reason. Um, Pittsburgh got one more. New England, they got theirs in the Tom Brady era. So I wasn't even thinking about that. Tom Brady has seven rings, and um, New England has none, in my opinion. That's just me. Um, NBA news, trade deadline was yesterday. Um, I'm going to be honest. None of the trades that were made were not needle pushes to propel a team to as a contender to win the championship. Buddy Hill was traded to the 76ers. Um, Buddy Hill ain't been Buddy Hill since Sacramento. Just call it what it is. Uh, I haven't seen him play a decent game since I don't know when. Um, the Lakers did not trade D'Lo because of his his late um, surge um, as far as playing. He has played a lot better, but we need him to keep it consistent. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, my Bridges won't approve any of the trades. Didn't approve any of the trades. Memphis looks like they're unloading their big men, but who are they looking to this upcoming draft, I don't even know. Maybe Hunter Dickinson to replace Stephen Adams. They traded Xavier Tillman to the Celtics again. Gordon Hayward was traded to the Thunder. And I'm like, the Thunder are number two, well, not a number three seed in the West. Like, you were doing good without him. So all of a sudden, you need him now. Um, I, I don't understand it. Like, I really don't understand it. Uh, but it is what it is, you know. <laughs> this is what you asked for. So, like, 
no trade that I thought was a good trade. P.J. Washington went to the Mavericks. He's probably the best player that was taken in the draft. I mean, yeah, that was – I mean, not draft, but that was traded. Um, but I don't see anything else that makes sense. Um, also, yesterday was the unveiling of the Kobe Bryant statue, just one of three that's coming. The first one is him scoring 81 points against the Toronto Raptors in 2006, I believe. That's a long time. Just so be clear. That's a long time. A long time. 18 years ago. Um, hmm. Wow. So the next statue is going to be, I believe, him with the number 24. Um, Probably when he scored 60 is his last game of the season. And this will be one with him and Gigi. Excuse me. It's been four years, y'all. I still can't believe it. Still a little heartbroken about it. Um, college basketball news. UConn looks like look like the team to beat. Um, they've been impressive all year long. Um, I don't know. I don't even know who they have on their team, but they just keep winning. They, they're the top seed right now as far as the AP poll goes. Um, Duke and North Carolina played this past weekend. Um, North Carolina won won the first round. Um, it was in Chapel Hill, so we will give them that. But in a couple of weeks, they got to come to Durham. They got to come to Durham, Cameron Indoor Stadium, where the fans. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait till I'm able to go to a Duke North Carolina game, hang out with the Cameron Crazes. Um, who are the teams that will play in the Final Four? Hmm, that is an interesting question. Um, I'm going to say probably U of H. I've been watching them. Um, is it Jamal Shedd? That boy's a baller. He's a baller. He's short, but he's a baller. Um, I'll, I'll say UConn. Um, trying to think of who else. Like, who else is relevant? I don't trust Iowa. I don't, I don't trust Duke yet. Like, I would like to see them in the Final Four. I don't trust Duke yet. I'll even say, even say UNC as, a, as the number three team. And who else? We'll just say Kansas just for the sake of conversation for now. So Kansas, UConn, North Carolina, and U of H. Yeah, that's a Legit, and I'm not one of the people that yes, I don't root for North Carolina, but I mean, you see how teams are playing and they're really good, things like that. So now, who knows? Tennessee could jump in there. Um, who else could be a number of teams that could jump in there? Um, who's the best player in college? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. The best player in college could go to probably about 20 different people. I know Jamal Shedd is balling. Um. That's about it. Like, he's the only person that I can think of. Um, there are a couple of other players that are making some noise, but to say that there's the best player in college right now, I find it hard to believe. Like, right now, like, I'm talking about as far as this year goes, there's no player that set themselves apart. Zach Eady, no. You're 7'3", seven, 7'4". Seven, no one's really paying attention to y'all. Um... I really want to get into this right here. This false expectations on Bronny James. Like, I see comments a lot about how he's only averaging 
like five and a half points a game and like, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, y'all are bashing this man because y'all expect him to live up to the expectation of his dad. And I'm like, y'all haven't even given this chance. Like, I've watched the um, top class on uh, Amazon Prime, the, I guess, the life and times of Sierra Canyon High School. Like, Bronny just wants to be a kid. Like, wants to play basketball and be a kid. And because, yes, we know who his dad is. Like, the expectation is for him to be just as good. But we forget that he just had a cardiac arrest a few months ago, several months ago, actually. And he, watching him play, yeah, he's playing with a layer of fear. Um, and he lacks confidence right now, which is understandable for any 18, 19-year-old, right? Don't matter if your dad is LeBron James or anything like that. Like, he's a kid. Let him be a kid. Because I guarantee you, if y'all try to play him one-on-one, he'll roast y'all. But at the same time, y'all are not worth his time getting roasted. Just calling it what it is. Like, and it's amazing how people say, talk bad about him, but they can never do what he does on the court. Never. They can never do what his daddy does on the court. And, you know, everybody, their goal is Michael Jordan. And I'm like, look at his sons. One had a okay season at, at, at Central Florida. But that's it. His other son, hmm, no one even knows where he's at. He's like a where's Waldo. But it is what it is. So stop putting this false expectation on him and stop bashing him because he's only averaging five points a game. Like, And he's in college. Like, We're not talking about how he's the first – of his generation, of his family lineage, um, to go to college. His grandmother didn't go to college. Obviously, LeBron didn't go to college, but he didn't need to go to college. Well, I'm not going to say he didn't need to because – but he wasn't going to go play basketball in college. Like, he was way too good to be in college, just calling it what it is. Um, but it is what it is. So I don't get it. The, the hate for the James family is, is very sickening. And all because of they don't want to see their poor Jordan not be considered the greatest of all time, and he's not. Just calling it what it is. Um, Coach Rick Pitino says that college basketball should have a salary cap. You can see my face for the people who are going to probably be listening. Um <laughs> You can see my face. Why? Oh, you mad because players actually getting paid for their likeness and image? Because for years, the NCAA has been making money off these players, most of them black. Just call it what it is. Off football and basketball, maybe a little baseball, but most of the money is from basketball, football. And all of a sudden, you want a salary cap? Stop it. Stop it. Go retire, Rick Pitino. You got a couple of national championships under your belt. Go retire. You don't need to coach. Go be with your family. We are officially on bubble watching, and teams are looking to, to secure a spot in the tournament. I don't know what's going to happen. All I don't know is that one team is going to win it all in, March, in April. That's all I got. One team is going to win it 
Can UConn repeat? We'll see. Women college basketball. South Carolina is doing all the right things. Can they go undefeated again um, when they had Asia Wilson? Matter of fact, did they go undefeated? They probably did. I have to look it up. Um, Caitlin Clark is crushing it, but will it propel to a championship? Probably not. I think last night was the first time that she wasn't the leading scorer on her team. Then she had like 28 points, but her teammate had like 47. Like she was just on it that night. Um, LSU was struggling. Are they having a setback? I believe so. Their championship um, hangover is there. It's real. And, you know, just have to wait and see if they can get it back together because they didn't have to face South Carolina on their way to winning it. If South Carolina doesn't lose, they got to play South Carolina in the national championship. And South Carolina probably would have won. Like, South Carolina is that team to beat. UConn is on a resurgence with Paige uh, Bukers, Buckers, doing work. Like, she doing all that she that she's supposed to do. Um, more, well, one more thing. So, watch Teofimo Lopez and Jermaine Ortiz fight last night. I was not impressed with Teofimo. Um, he shouldn't have won, in my opinion. But they gave it to him because he was aggressive. Like, when the announcers were <laughs> talking about how Teofimo is just – not doing what he's supposed to do because he's a champion. He's just trying to do do just enough to get by. Um, I didn't like it. And so I just didn't appreciate what he was doing out there. I wasn't for it, but it is what it is. He won. I don't think he won. I definitely believe Jermaine Ortiz won. There should definitely be a rematch. And if I'm Jermaine Ortiz, I'm a little more aggressive. Yeah, he's a technical boxer. But you need to put hands on Teofimo to make him think about what he's doing. And the only reason why there was a gash in Jermaine Ortiz is because he was headbutted. It is what it is. Um, final thoughts. So, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I can say, I don't have no skin in the game. I just don't want. And it's amazing how the Chiefs ended up in the Super Bowl, right? Let me just call it what it is. Um, they pretty, The refs pretty much cheated them for them to get in. Here's why. There, are, if you you can probably Google plays like when I played Minnesota, there was a roughing the passer, pass interference, or defensive holding, and unsportsmanlike conduct. A player taking his helmet off. No flag was thrown. No correction. Flags were thrown, but they were picked up. Prime example, even in the Baltimore game, should have been a pass interference a couple of times. Refs holding on to their flag but don't throw them. Like, we get it. You don't want you don't want Lamar Jackson to be the face of the league or to be propelled better than Patrick Mahomes. We get that. But if you're gonna call the game, call the game. Call the game. And don't let how Patrick Mahomes got to go on the road to win some games to prove to prove that he's the face of the league. Stop it. We need to do better than that. That's my final thought. Um, of course, you guys know the music that I play. I don't own the rights to it. So the song you heard today was also by Bizzle called Poppin'. Check it out on, um, was it, Amazon Music, iTunes, YouTube, or whatever. It's a good song. Go listen to the whole song. Um, and I always say, you know, 
If you love God, love his people too, because you cannot say that you love God and not love his people. So until next time, peace.